0: Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, June the 28th, and I am here with my partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Hansen, to discuss Game 5 of the Clippers and Suns. How are you doing, Mr. Hansen?
1: I'm doing well. I like this NBA switching conferences every night. Unfortunately, it's going to end soon. We're only going to have the NBA Finals I know. every couple of nights, but while we can. I like the alternating back and forth. We had some strong GPPs last night with Milwaukee and Atlanta, and tonight we get to go for the whole shebang and try to take it all down. Game 5. This is this is big. You know, the big question for me is will the Clippers come out and really compete or are they kind of just mentally going to check out now that they're going back on the road? They don't have Kawhi. They've got to win three in a row against a tough, tough Phoenix team. So I'm leaning towards favoring uh, Phoenix, but what's your take on this one?
0: No, I agree with you. I think their spirit has to be a little broken here, you know, and they know they don't have their best player. Uh, The Suns are tough and now they're healthy. They've got all their, literally everybody back. And uh, I'm sure that they're feeling, you know, a bit overwhelmed. So this this comes into play because as we know with these showdown slates you have to game script even more so than we normally do so if we think phoenix is going to handle them somewhat comfortably enough where the bench is going to get in for both sides then that throws in a whole new monkey wrench into the works here so you know what let's i guess before we even dive into this game a couple of things i want to say first of all uh Big shout-out again to Brett Trimble, who's now a Dallas Texan. He's down here with yes. us. Going to get that guy a cowboy hat for sure. But it's awesome because we have OBS up and fixed, and we can actually see each other and react to each other. We were having all kinds of trouble with it before, so we're fine-tuning it. Uh, let us know what you think about it. You know, Give us some comments in YouTube. Uh, we should have a CRISPR uh, audio, crisper video, and we're trying to just continue to upgrade uh, for our viewers who watched Andrew and I, some of them two year, two and a half years ago, uh, on uh, just little
1: tiny, it was, we've come a long way, let's put it that way. Yes, indeed. (laughs) The thing is, technology is undefeated, sort of like Father Time. It is. You can compete with it uh, if you have guys on your side like Brett.
0: Yes, because you and I, no, we would be We focus on the
1: hoops. (laughs) We're, We're focusing on DFS here, not technology.
0: You better believe it. Point and, point and click, that's about that's about as far as we go. <laughs> but uh, in fact, if you're watching on YouTube right now, take a second, hit that thumbs up, smash that subscribe button. We're super inching super closer to a big goal. We're really excited about this. We're definitely going to get it this week. So let's start off Monday by smashing that subscribe button. And while you're at it, hit the little alert button up in the upper corner so that uh, every time a podcast posts, You're going to get it, and you're going to know that it's there, and you can listen in. We've got NBA podcasts. Every day there's basketball here till the end of the uh, NBA season, which is not that far off now that we're almost to the finals. Then uh, we have some fun stuff coming this summer, Andrew. Uh, Obviously, we're going to do some baseball pods with baseball taking the main uh, run here for a, a couple of weeks. But then the Olympics start. And we had a, you know, great run in the Olympic Games and the the games that they played in the the two years off with uh, in between the Olympics. What are the World Games or whatever they were? FIBA. FIBA, yeah. So uh, we're going to be diving on that for the NBA. And did you see the 12-man roster for the Olympics?
1: I did not see. I I heard a couple announcements of guys added, but I haven't looked at the full roster. Oh,
0: we're stacked, man. I mean... I was a little surprised Curry didn't play, Harden had it back out, but we're so loaded. Dane, yeah. and you know, on down the line, I mean, we just have an absolutely fantastic team, and Kevin Durant's playing, so we it's going to be fun, and doing the uh, DFS in in the Olympics is really fun, because you get to know all the international teams, and then you've got all those guys like Luka and everybody else playing for, for their country, so can't wait for that. And then before you know it, it's it's Mr. Andrew Hansen time because the NFL is going to be here.
1: It's so, going to be fantastic.
0: We have our hands full. All right, um, game scripting this game. I think we both favor the Suns in this game. Um, my question to you, and if you can break it down for us a little bit on the scripting, do you think the fact that Phoenix, we, we believe, will handle this game is it going to affect the rotation, and are you going to go to any of the bench guys assuming they're going to get 20 minutes
1: maybe off the bench? Well, here's the thing. I think even if Phoenix is up 10 or 12 points in the fourth quarter, I, I think Ty Lu will, will keep his guys out there for heavy minutes.
0: Okay. And I know
1: you're going to break down the Clippers' side, but their starters played big minutes in the last game, and I could see maybe the last couple of minutes, if they're down by 16 or 18, that he takes them out. and the younger guys get a couple minutes. But I just think that he's going to let those guys run. Um, So I I think it could end up being an easy victory for Phoenix, but I don't think it's going to be a huge impact in the fourth quarter. I I think the one thing that could change would be maybe he experiments with a different guy off the bench like a Rondo who hasn't been in the rotation to try to mix things up. I think that's really the only potential wild card here as opposed to a blowout where the starters aren't playing in the fourth quarter at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... And, and normally teams don't get eliminated to go to the finals by throwing in the towel, you know? Right. There's nothing to rest for. I mean, it's, exactly. it's 3-1 Phoenix. So I'll go right into my my Clippers discussion here, and I think it's a lot easier than the Phoenix side because Phoenix does have something to play for going forward if yep. they have control of this game. But for the Clippers, it's pretty cut and dry. You know, you've got Paul George and Reggie Jackson who have dominated the shot attempts. Uh, I hope, can you hear the, our, our giant lawnmower going out there? there? Yes, I can. Okay. It never fails, right? Right. <laughs> uh, but we'll have some fresh cut grass anyway. Anyway, the so Paul George, Reggie Jackson combined for 44 shots in this last game alone. And they have pretty much dominated the offensive side of the ball since since Kawhi has gone out. So I think you got to start right there. And for the reason that I stated that you, you go down swinging if you're going to get eliminated in you know a, a conference final. So George and Jackson is where I'm going to start. Those are going to be my two uh, key plays from the Clippers. And then I'll work all of the rest out around them. But I just think you're playing catch up a little too much. Uh, you know, if if you don't have those two guys in there, because they will, even if Phoenix has control in the fourth and goes to the bench a little sooner, I think George and, and Jackson keep firing, uh, maybe all the way until the last, you know, two minutes of the game. So that's where I'm going to start. Then then you you can talk about some fantastic um, value here, and then. This guy may be the key value play of this game, and it's Patrick Beverley. He remains dirt cheap, and the last couple of games he's played a major role. Last game he played 34 minutes, 13 seconds, granted he only got 4 shots up, but when he gets those kind of minutes, you start seeing all those periphery numbers. He got 4 rebounds, he got 2 steals, he usually gets you know something else in the mix there and at that price he really can make it work all the way around for you. The other guy that I went to last time and I have no problem going to him again even though he, he came off the bench and may do so again and that's Terrence Mann. He got his 33 minutes and you know he's going to get more shots up. Now He's not as cheap as Beverly but you got nine shots up, four rebounds, steal and he's just you know we know he's explosive. He, you know, Rolled 39 points uh, in this, uh, you know, in this playoffs. So I think, you know, for me, it starts and ends with, with George and Jackson. And then, you know, Morris and Zubats, who's been a hero for us, you know, they certainly have to be discussed, especially Zubats. He played more minutes, Andrew, in this game than he's ever played in his career in any NBA basketball game. Did you know that? Yeah,
1: yeah, I did hear that.
0: Yes, almost 40 minutes. Which here's a guy that couldn't get off the bench just in the in the last series. So, uh, you know, that's the big question. Do you go back to Zubats? Uh, I think you got to certainly consider it. And if you're you're doing three threes or four two Clippers builds, you know, along with with George and Jackson, I think you look at Zubats and you look at the. Either if you can afford it, man, or if you have to go cheaper, Beverly. But after that, Morris isn't quite going to make the cut. He has just not shot the ball well. And his minutes have gotten trimmed down. And I'm I'm not willing to go deeper with, you know, a, Bat- a Batum, Kennard, or
1: Cousins. So what do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty similar there. Um, love the volume for Reggie Jackson and Paul George. And you mentioned the 44 shots. They only made 13. Mm-hmm. So they shot extremely poorly. Reggie two for nine. Paul George one for nine on threes. You figure that's gonna improve. Yes. Um, Zubats, those minutes, you love you love the the balance, the rebounds. It's amazing these guys, these two bigs, how strong they've been in this series and how they don't foul out. I know. It's almost like a a respect and a, you know, ultra conservative, make sure you don't foul. To stay out there they both have done a very good job of that they, they have nice, you know let, let me make one comment on zubats because i think you just made it a,
0: a, a you know reason why he's probably going to make my lineup when he gets in there he knows all, throughout this season that he's going to get short spurts of run so when guys are trying to get more minutes and they're only getting 15 or 18 like he normally was getting they try to do too much too fast and they foul, getting you know and it's just they're not playing the regular game. I think now that the, this series has gone to where he's a key component for them, he's playing smarter basketball. He's not just trying to block every shot. He's getting position. So I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's like a different mindset now that he's getting out there to start the game and getting the bigger
1: minutes. Yeah, great point. So, uh, you know, he's right in that mid-tier where he's a little less expensive, than the stars, but he he's a way more expensive than if you go to a value guy like Mann or, or Pat Beverly. And that's and really then, changed a lot. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then the other forwards are a little risky. The upside doesn't seem to be quite there as much with Morris and Batum, with the minutes and the shots. Um, you know, maybe Morris is a little bit healthier and he plays better. It's possible. Uh, Batum, you know, seems to be a little bit capped in his minutes lately, so. You know, it's tougher for him. He, he kind of have to shoot almost perfect from the field and get a couple stocks to pay off the price. More of a GPP uh, option, but yeah, I, I think for cash, you really got to focus in on who can you afford out of Jackson, George, Zubots and uh, balanced out with the other side.
0: Yeah, and that's it's tough because if, if you do go with Zubots as a third clipper in, it does hamper you financially, but it's hard not to have them in there. Would you consider a Zubots over maybe a Reggie Jackson?
1: Yeah, because I, I really want Chris Paul and Aiton on the other side, Okay. and so if you're on FanDuel, you cannot play Chris Paul, Aiton, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, and Zubots. Nope. it doesn't fit. So if I could play those five, I would, but you can't. So you gotta play around with who do you subtract uh, and you know who's that last guy in, and who are you comfortable with?
0: Yeah, that, I so mean that Jackson, really becomes the key.
1: Yeah, so Jackson is one one way you could look. If you subtract him, um, I mean, I like his price and and the volume. He, I mean, he seems pretty confident. He's had such good shooting games recently. He really and is. getting the big minutes. You know, he's almost leading the offense as much and with as much uh, aggression as Paul George. Yeah. So he's really taken advantage of that uh, opportunity. He has. And,
0: you know, we, Dawson and I were watching that game and talking about it, and we were thinking, man, here's a guy in Reggie Jackson now that's playing maybe the key role for that team in a conference final. And we were thinking, you know, those years he spent in Oklahoma City where he got he came off the bench just to give Westbrook a, a little bit of a spell You know, so he, you know, he wasn't a key guy there. Then he went up to Detroit with Drummond and company and got a little bit bigger role. But I mean, it's, at this point in his career, it's interesting that this is sort of the highest peak I think that he's gotten as far as his level of play, because people forget when the playoffs rolled around, he was coming off the bench sometimes because they, they were rolling with Pat Bev at point and just playing some different lineups and, You know, there was a couple of games there where it didn't look like he was going to get many minutes at all, and here he is, boom, he's the the guy putting up the most shots for the Clippers, but it changes, you know, series to series.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, he's really set himself up for that next big contract.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Somebody will pay it, Uh, that's for sure. All right, you ready to move on to the Suns? Yes, sir. All right, before we do, real quickly here, let's just give you a quick plug for DFS Coach Talk here we would love to have you. We had a blast this weekend. We do a weekly team meeting uh, with all of our members and just it was it was terrific to see how many people jumped in just sharing strategy, contest selection, you know, bankroll management, all the things to be successful long term in DFS and that's what we're all about. I mean, we're called Coach Talk for a reason. We really enjoy spending that time with our members all getting on the same page and you know the goal for anybody playing, or it should be in DFS, is long-term sustainability of growing your bankroll. You know the obviously that you know when you approach it to putting everything you've got and going all in trying to hit the millie maker, whatever it is, uh, is pretty darn tough, uh, almost impossible. So come with us a coach talk, check us out, check out our process. Uh, you can get as little as a three-day pass for ten dollars we also have extended as you can see scrolling across the bottom of the screen um, two things one is if you sign up at betus.com.pa and use the promo code COACHTALK to deposit for the first time with betus a, a, a 149 amount then you get two months free with COACHTALK so you get to use the 149 on BetUS to play everything you want, basketball, baseball, golf, you name it. And then you're in with Coach Talk for two full free months. So it's an awesome opportunity that that our partners at BetUS are bringing forward with us. And then uh, the other option, if if you're interested in not doing BetUS and you want a little bit longer run with us, we are offering still, because it's still the NBA playoffs, A two-month deal where for 111, which is a big savings off our regular uh, monthly cost, uh, for 111 you get two months uh, uh, for Coach Talk. So that will go from the day that you sign up, even though it will be after basketball, we're honoring the full two month for 111. So dfscoachtalk.com. If you have any questions, you can uh, tweet us uh, on Twitter, obviously at dfscoachtalk. If you want to catch andrew directly he's at language olympic and i am at joe uh joe what am i at
1: (laughs) joe sarvati (laughs) joe sarvati
0: j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i that's nice i can't even tweet myself so there you go
1: you don't Uh, have to that that makes it easier (laughs)
0: um other than that that's it like we said at the beginning hit that thumbs up you know smash that uh subscription button and uh we enjoy having you join us. So, and thank you for the. You know, we got, we've gotten so many great comments lately uh, in YouTube. We've got some uh, people that, you know, really are involved every day, listen and give opinions. We love it. So, thank you to all of those folks. All right, Phoenix Suns, Andrew. Um, we're back in the dilemma that basically from the first day of the NBA season, you and I, are, maybe this is the hundredth time we've had this specific dis- discussion. How, it's tough with the Phoenix Suns when all three guys are playing super well, and that being Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, because they all split those points and they're all good, and you want to have them all, but you can't. In showdown slates, you can't even get close to it. Now, when we had the big slates, we used to look at those three and say, "Yeah, you know, look at this last game. They took 22 for shots for Paul, 22 for Booker." 14 for Aiden, but Aiden was Added 22 rebounds the other guys averaging or putting in rebounds and assists as well The bottom line is all three are extremely playable But in the regular season when we had that dilemma We basically would pass on Phoenix because we didn't want to take all that split usage But we're back to the point now where we have to make some decisions here and it's evened out tremendously, I mean Obviously, at the beginning of this series, when Paul was out, it was all about Booker and Aiton. And then, you know, when Paul came back, we all sort of ran to go back to Paul and Booker. But Ayton has really had a phenomenal playoffs. I mean, this is by far the best basketball that he's played, which proves my point that I've always made, Andrew. And we've talked about this throughout the season. Aiton doesn't play hard all the time. He plays hard in spurts sometimes he's just disinterested but obviously with this being the playoffs and a chance for a championship he's completely engaged and he's fantastic so you know I think in the past we were correct and this just proves it I mean if if a guy can turn up his game like this uh, you would expect more on a a regular basis and he's blowing away all his stats from the regular season so for me, it comes down to very simply, can you play two of these three guys? I think it's very necessary that you do. And who's the odd man out? Um, and for me, it's, it's very, very difficult. You know, I, the fact that Paul went six for 22 and Booker, <clears throat> Booker went eight for 22. So, I mean, that's, that's awful shooting and it was painful to watch. But I got to think that that you know, moves up. I think that's going to get better. So, you know, I'm considering going with both guards again, and I know it's hard to pass on Aiden, and I know you like him, and he may need to be in the optimal lineup. I mean, 22 rebounds, playing fantastic, but, you know, how much of what he got on those 22 rebounds and some of the other stuff was because the abysmal shooting by Booker and Paul. So. I'm just using analytic deduction here to think, yes, Aiton's coming off a 41-minute game, and that is more than the other two guys, and he was phenomenal. But if they shoot better, they get control of this game, and I think the first guy to sit in the fourth quarter would be Aiton for Saric if they have control of the game. That's the flow that I see, because I think Monty's going to want to keep the ball in Paul and Booker's hands. So, a lot of criteria goes into this, and a lot of thinking, and I've been working on this last night and today, and it is a brutally tough decision, but I know you're not going to agree with me, Andrew, but for multiple reasons, a couple that I just described, it might be Aiden as the the odd guy out for me, as difficult as, as that is to say, and then as far as any Uh, Value here, you know, Mikael Bridges is always going to get monster minutes. And he had a really good game. He only took six shots but the ancillary numbers were outstanding. 13 rebounds, three assists and two blocks. So certainly a place you can go for value there. Um, His minutes are so locked in it's not even funny. Uh, If you want to take, you know, there's two guys you can take an outside shot at here if you're really trying to go a little more stars and scrubsy, and that's campaign and Cameron Johnson they both got in you know, 19 and 17 minutes respectively I would expect similar unless they get a little extra run at the end of Phoenix is in control which makes them tempting I uh, wouldn't go I'm not gonna go Nader Sarge I know some people were trying to uh, dabble with those guys but five six minutes uh, isn't gonna quite cut it so for me it looks like a Booker Paul scenario and then trying to squeeze in a little value here somewhere. So, what do you think?
1: Yeah, for me I I think you need Ayton and I want to pair him up with Paul. I think the the thing that stood out for me the most in the last game is how many times Chris Paul and Aiton ran that pick and roll at the top of the key. Right. And, you know, that's what Chris Paul wanted to run, that's what he did run, and it became the Chris Paul get to the elbow and either shoot, or if they press up on him, then he lobs it to Aiton. It's right. almost like when Trey Young gets in the paint and he, he lets the di- the defense dictate if he's going to shoot the lob or lob it to one of his teammates. And, you know, you mentioned the, the poor shooting numbers. I mean, Chris Paul, 6 for 22, how many of those shots went in and out? The oh. threes, the jumpers. Obviously, he's still working his way back in right his legs so he's not a hundred percent with his his legs and his shot because of that uh that brief uh absence uh from the team but i think odds are he's going to shoot better than six for 22 and i just like the fact that he's got the ball in his hands more than booker yeah booker's not getting the the ancillary stats only two rebounds no no assists. he's there to shoot and pat beverly has just owned him these last few games i mean if you look at his fantasy points 29 29 and a quarter 29 he's just he's not himself pat beverly has done a terrific job on him he has uh, he's got he's got the broken nose so for me he's a gpp option i i just uh, you know nine times out of ten i'm gonna i'm gonna go with paul and aiden together and you know booker is the gpp if he gets hot he could he could pay off his number the only other thing that i think could help uh or hurt paul is like you said if they are ahead in the fourth quarter maybe they sit chris paul and ayton and then you get more minutes for Payne and Saric. exactly and, and then maybe the price tag isn't worth it but i think if it's a a 10-point game or less then they're going to try to close it out here in game five and and paul and ayton will, will get the big minutes so that's where i want to go in cash I agree that Bridges is, uh, you know, a nice option if you can fit him in. He he didn't take any threes last game. I think that will change. Yeah. Uh, Crowder, the other option as a starter, one for six on threes. You figure that will improve. He hasn't had a good series. Um, you know, tough defense on the other side. He's been more on the perimeter, not not as involved. So, you know, does he make the cut? He he could. He's a candidate. Uh, and then with the bench, I'm, I'm pretty similar. I mean, in the cash lineup, I don't want to go with Payne or Sarich. Cam Johnson is is an option. He's pretty cheap on both sites. Um, but then it, it's more of a GPP look to go to that bench and, and, and project the blowout. And then Payne, you know, he, he comes into play. Yeah, no,
0: great points and, and great point on Booker. You know, maybe that breathing is really bothering more than we, you know, know. Uh, and that certainly, if you're not breathing smooth, certainly can affect your shot. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're out of rhythm and shooters need to have, feel that, that balance, you know. So uh, it's a great point. Um, I do think they trust campaign. He's proven that he should be trusted. And, you know, maybe he gives Paul a little bit more rest. I don't know. It's, it's close, man. And the tough part about it is, you know this is really a tough salary game this might be the toughest because yep you've got the studs from both sides those five guys that you mentioned and how you know it's if you sit any of them it's tough so right. it, it becomes very difficult so what we're doing too and we're recommending with our um, members we talked a little bit about it in the saturday meeting you know generally for me i'm a cash and single entry guy so i'm going to build a lineup and ride and die with that lineup however You know, the the way these showcase or showdown slates are are playing out, you have to have a little bit of sprinkling around. You know, I'm going to put three or four lineups, maybe even five, which you know me, that's very unusual. But I think you have to, because maybe, you know, the five lineups I play, I play, I sit one of those five guys in all of them. You know, just because maybe one guy doesn't step up or some, you know, file trouble, anything. So, you know, I that would be my only recommendation I usually don't give is, you know, give yourself a few chances in a, in a couple different builds and then, uh, you know, take it from there.
1: Absolutely. And then, of course, on DraftKings, you've got the variable of who you put at the top. You can go cheaper, get more studs, or you start with one of the, the studs you feel good about, and then you'll have to go with a couple value plays. But it's fun to have the different strategies on both sites and and we'll keep building the the core lineups and the full lineups for the members uh to try to attack each one
0: absolutely well fantastic this is going to be a fun one tonight uh it's been a great playoffs and uh uh, we hope we're just going to get out there and and smash it uh we're excited about it and certainly starting off a new week uh we'll have nba all week here you know we still got this week of the single game conference finals until people start getting eliminated, then it's going to be a few podcast days off for us, Andrew. I know. It's going to be strange. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. is. But, uh, you know, again, if you hit that little alert button, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, that's going to be important because we may have a day where there's no game, and then the next day you're alerted when that podcast posts. And if you listen to us audio-wise, whether it be Podbean, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where everywhere the podcast can be found. We also have a drawing coming up in three days where we're gonna give away a one-week membership, full access to to Coach Talk uh, for anybody that puts five stars and a quick comment on any of those podcast venues that we mentioned, so take advantage of that and uh, Mr. Stanton will have that announcement here in, in three days, so should be great. All right, anything to close with, Andrew?
1: Good luck tonight, everybody. Absolutely.
0: Appreciate you joining us, and uh, uh, give us some comments on YouTube. Let us know what you think of sort of the new dynamic of our uh, podcast, and we'd love to uh, hear what you think. So have a great one. Let's crush it and get some uh, takedowns for sure, and we'll certainly be back again tomorrow when we look to
1: crush it in NBA DFS.